Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Who was Rosemary Ellen Guiley and why was her work in the paranormal world so noted and so important? Welcome aboard to the 815th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben and those questions came from my co-host, partner in the paranormal, and dad, Paul. Uh, today we pay a tribute to the memory of one of the greatest names in the paranormal and one we were honored to call a friend. And uh, an occasional guest co-host on this show, uh, she was she was always one of those. And if you knew Rosemary or her many books, uh, they influenced you in some way, shape, or call. Some, some, yeah, in some way, shape, or another. Uh, we welcome your calls today. The number is 401-766-1240, and that's from anywhere. Or email paul at behindtheparanormal.com. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Rosemary Ellen Guiley was a prolific American author and thinker in the realms of the occult, the paranormal, metaphysics, and spirituality. She was the author of over 65 books, including a series of single-volume encyclopedias on topics as diverse as saints, angels, demons, ghosts and spirits, witchcraft, magic and alchemy, vampires and werewolves. And as a matter of fact, um, I... I believe it was her last book written uh, in collaboration with John Zaffis, and I had the honor of writing the foreword for it. And uh, Ben will hold it up for those who are looking at us uh, through the wonder of the webcam uh, and our TV feed, and Demon Haunted, and uh, that was a really a great honor for me to do that. Um, and she worked closely with a number of people. John Zaffis, of course, is well-known in the field, uh, and uh, a friend of ours as well. But anyway, a native of Florida, uh, where Rosemary was born on July 8, 1950, her family soon moved to the state of Washington, where she grew up in the town of Shoreline. Rosemary had an undergraduate degree in journalism from the University of Washington and became a reporter for the Oregonian and the Seattle Times. One of the reasons we hit it off because I have a similar background in journalism. Uh, in 1983, Rosemary launched her career as a self-employed writer, eventually becoming a publisher as well. Uh, over the years, Rosemary's fame as a paranormal researcher spread, and she appeared on radio and television all over the world. Rosemary served on the boards of several prestigious organizations, including the National Museum of Mysteries and Research and the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial and Extraordinary Encounters. She was also a consulting editor for Fate magazine, and that's where I first encountered her when I wrote for the magazine in the 1980s. Rosemary founded Visionary Living Incorporated in 2001, and though it published much of her work, uh, she also expanded in 2005 uh, to promote and publish the work of other authors, several of whom we've had on this show. Rosemary first appeared on Behind the Paranormal with us on CBS Radio on January 17, 2010. The title of that show was Adventures of a Paranormal Renaissance Woman. Rosemary went on to become a good friend and to co-host the show on a number of occasions over the years, sometimes sitting in for Ben or for me. Her last appearance with us was a while ago, though. It was on December 9th, 2018, uh, when she co-hosted with us uh, to welcome author Dinah Roseberry on the subject of romance and the paranormal. That was interesting. Very unusual subject. I might add that uh, we always looked forward to seeing Rosemary at the annual Western Connecticut UFO Conference in Danbury. Uh, the fourth annual event took place only two weeks ago, and Rosemary was well-remembered. Uh, in fact, an empty chair in her honor was present at the panel discussion at the end of the conference. <coughs> 
So, Ben, uh, your thoughts? You know, Rosemary was one of those characters that we surprisingly were able to get along with. Yeah. Because we yeah, we're not that hard to get along with, are we? Well, no. I mean, you know, she like you always say, we agreed on on two things. Um, you know, it, today is Sunday, and you know, we were um, great friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and that was that was about it. Um, but you know, we were still able to kind of get get along and and be able to to you know work together. Well, we, we more than got along. I think we we all, we all liked each other, and uh, we had respect. That that's what it takes. And there's all too little of that today, I think. Uh, respect for people uh, with differing opinions, you know, uh, very differing opinions in, ma- in many cases. So uh, why don't we, uh, we'll continue the discussion, but um, uh, certainly an example of respect. Let, let's, uh, let's play uh, her first appearance uh, on our show uh, on uh, January 17th, 2010. And just, it's just the beginning, and, and we'll um, sort of get a feel for how she felt and, and uh, how our discussion went. Oh, I'm going to start in the beginning here. Right. Uh, where folks are listening, I hope. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Right. Okay. Rosemary Ellen Guiley is one of the world's leading experts on the paranormal with 42 books, including nine encyclopedias, or encyclopedia, and hundreds of articles in print on a wide range of paranormal, spiritual, and mystical topics. She roughly has uh, roughly one million copies in print. Like me, Rosemary has a background in professional journalism. She holds a BA in communications from the University of Washington at Seattle, uh, where folks are listening, I hope, on the great KJAQ 96.5. Her popular encyclopedias on ghosts and spirits, angels, demons, vampires, and werewolves, magic and alchemy, witchcraft, dreams, mystical and paranormal experiences, and saints are considered essential sources for authors, researchers, film and documentary producers, and paranormal investigators. Her work has been translated into 14 languages that been, has, been, has been selected by major book clubs around the world. She appears in television programs, documentaries, docudramas with paranormal themes, makes numerous media and lecture appearances, including colleges and universities, conducts original field investigations of haunted and mysterious sites. Uh, Rosemary is a frequent guest on Coast to Coast AM with dear old George Nury, and on many other television and radio Oh, yeah, this somehow the, 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 this dropped out for a bit, but uh, I continued the introduction of some of which is repetitive. So. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Rosemary's website, www.visionaryliving.com. Visionaryliving, one word, dot com. Her credits go on and on, but let's talk with her. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Well, it's, it took us a while to get her, but here she is. Anyway, now, here... Uh, we've got a couple of questions this, from Ben here, because uh, he usually starts, and he, he said, uh, Dad, don't forget to ask for this. Uh, I'll quote, funny that I've never asked my dad the same question, but how did you ever get from journalism to paranormal studies? For me, it was quite a natural progression, and it was a marriage of um, my main interest, my personal and my professional interest. I've been interested in the occult since I was a kid. Uh, like most children, I had some psychic experiences. Uh, I think just about every child does. Uh, I was by no means uh, a psychic wonderkind. I wasn't like the boy in in, uh, Sixth Sense. But I did have some experiences and so did other members of my family. And uh, I think because I was uh, also fascinated by the supernatural, science fiction, fantasy, a voracious reader. I loved astronomy when I was uh, young. Even had ambitions for some time to be an astronomer. 
um, that kept my interest in the paranormal going. I was absolutely fascinated by it and why um, why it was so mysterious, why uh, people had uneven experiences. You know, no two people could seem to have the same experience at the same time. Uh, and as I got older and, and got into journalism and newspapers, magazines, the wire service, uh, my own quest for information uh, just naturally led me to start writing about the paranormal. And uh, I aspired to be an author, although originally I was going intending to do more fiction with the paranormal than nonfiction. And uh, I think it's, it was my, my thirst for information that just led to the domination of nonfiction in my life. Um, and what I've been doing is really pursuing my, uh, my joy, which is uh, a personal quest for information. And it's my uh, professional livelihood as well. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, like us, uh, this is another question from Ben. Like us, you study all areas of the paranormal. Do you see any common link? between the human experiences of ghosts, UFOs, lake monsters, and all that? I do. I think all of these things are interconnected. I think that um, our paranormal experiences take us into other realms, uh, parallel dimensions, otherworldly realms. I think that the beings that we encounter are probably beings in their own right that exist in these other dimensions, and we experience them when we have these intersection points where the uh, dimensional boundaries uh, thin out and join together, you know, portal areas or um, momentary states of consciousness where we transcend ordinary reality. Uh, and if there is one thing behind all of these experiences, I haven't found it yet, but I've uh, found in examining our experiences that we often put different labels on what may be the same experience. We just explain them differently in terms of our times in history, cultural um, influences, even religious influences. I did an informal study once, for example, on uh, angel experiences and EP experiences. And uh, except for the, the people who described abducting experiences, because I, I haven't found any abducting angels yet, huh. but um, if... People were being visited by uh, well-intentioned, uh, lofty-minded extraterrestrials who were coming to help and inform and teach. They were almost identical to uh, similar experiences that people ascribe to angels. And it just seemed to be the label that was different, not the experience. Well, there we have it. I think that that's um, a very, very important point of agreement that we had with Rosemary, uh, and that, of course, was, again, her first appearance on this show. Uh, it was on our CBS radio edition in 2010, and uh, it was um, really, uh, I, I thought, as all the shows we did with her, w was really great. Uh, and again, uh, today we're honoring the memory of Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who recently translated um, and uh, was uh, a good friend of ours and a, a special guest co-host of this show on, on a number of occasions. So the uh, the points of agreement, I think, are things that we need to concentrate on as well. The whole idea of multiple dimensions, multiple universes, was something that Rosemary kind of evolved into, and uh, that that was that was our real point of, of uh, common interest and, and agreement. The expression of it was often very different from the points of view of, of Ben and I uh, versus those of, of uh, Rosemary, but uh, I think that uh, it was a, a very, very important point uh, of progress in the paranormal. Anyway, we have a caller? 
It is Linda Zimmerman. Oh, Linda Zimmerman, our good friend. Uh, tremendous, uh, to, to us, a giant uh, as far as uh, knowledge about um, Bigfoot and UFOs and uh, a colleague of ours at the uh, end, of Mar- end of Rosemary's at the uh, Western Connecticut UFO Conference every year. Linda, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me, and I really appreciate you doing this show. Um, uh, Rosemary was just irreplaceable. And it's yeah, she was unique. Well, we, we refer to her, Linda, as the paranormal renaissance woman. Of course, renaissance man or renaissance woman being a term for a person who can pretty much do anything. You know, and, and is a, Yeah, that's right. So uh, share your thoughts with us, Linda. Well, I first met Rosemary, oh, probably going back 20 years and I was I was something of a newbie in the in the field and um, we were at a conference in Pennsylvania at some sort of haunted tavern and she had the table next to mine and I'm you know I'm thinking oh my god I'm sitting next to Rosemary Ellen Guiley <laughs> and she was just the most open down to earth um just a wonderful person, just a wonderful, warm person who it, it, it didn't matter what your accomplishments or your background was. She treated you like a friend. Um, she treated me like a colleague. Yeah. And uh, it just, just such a loss. I, I just, you know, as I said, she, she was just, she's just irreplaceable. Uh, yeah. Always professional, intelligent. If she was going to speak on a subject, you know she was going to be clear and concise whether you as you said you might not agree with um you know her conclusions or you know her ideas on things but you knew she was going to give it a first rate approach absolutely that's very well put because we, we had the same experience with her on the personal level um of course you know being in the the late 20th early 21st centuries you know, you, you you can feel that you're friends with someone and know someone even though you haven't met them yet you know, uh, however, you know, I, I had met her uh, some uh, years back, and, and then, of course, we'd see her regularly uh, through the show and also through the conference in Danbury, and, where we also got to know you. And it was just, um, she would always treat you as uh, a friend, and that was very well put, and, and you never felt intimid- intimidated by her uh, presence or her accomplishments, and she was always down to earth. Uh, I remember one time, uh, I guess it was. Yeah, I think you were. You were there, Linda. We were having a discussion at the a panel discussion at the end of the conference. Ben, you were there too. Oh yes. Uh, on uh, disclosure, and I and, and most people uh, in the field, uh, you know, they, they probably are right. Feel that disclosure, which is the government sort of telling uh, everybody, or at least part of what they know, or, or what they know about UFOs, and saying, okay, you know, this is what it really is, and we, you know, we're, we're this and that. Um, I, I had used the term naive, uh, if anybody was going to believe that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was sort of a minority. But, but that, and I was disagreeing with Linda, you know, in public there, and she, I should, should say Rosemary. And she was, um, so gracious about it, and, and, you know, we hugged afterwards, and, you know, and we had known each other well enough to know that we, that we agreed on very little, but that we had tremendous respect for each other. Exactly. Um, she was absolutely somebody to respect, and how you couldn't how you couldn't act like a friend towards her, um, uh, you know how you couldn't like her. Um, impossible not to like. Yeah, impossible. I- exactly, and 
you know, the variety of topics she could speak on oh, was, yeah. was amazing. And the knowledge base and um, doing her radio show, wow, boy, did she plan, you know, ahead of time. Yeah. And she was asking questions like, no, I was like, wow, you, you must have actually read my book. <laughs> yes, I know. Which is hard to do when you're a host because, you know... Well, you're a broadcaster too, and then you just receive, you know, all these. I must receive a hundred books a year from publishers who want the authors to be on the air, and you just don't have time to read them all, especially when a lot of them are, you know, I think are, you know, not all that great. I don't know. That's, but but she she always was 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 up on what she was talking about. That's why we love to have her on the show, and I think she liked us too because because you know you know us. I mean, we, we try to run a tight ship in just an hour a week, and uh, she fit right in with that, you know, and and when. And she was doing, uh, I remember there was one time she sat in for you, Ben, you, you couldn't be here, and she, and she and I did an open line show together. She could answer any question on any subject with, with, with knowledge and, and with articulate, it, it was just, it was great. And experience. And well. experience, that's right. Yeah, everything had happened to her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, she was a few years my senior, uh, she didn't look it, uh, but she, she just, I started reading her books really in the 1980s, um, and there was an encyclopedia of angels that, that she did that I actually found in a seminary bookstore. Wow! And uh, it was really—I was rather surprised, but it was, it was amazing. And then, of course, uh, our joint relationship with Fate Magazine at that um, uh, point in the 80s was was another point of contact. But it just—I—I'm uh, I, sure I can. I guess echo what you would say, Linda, and say, I wish I'd known her better and had been able to spend more time with her. And uh, we both, we all send our, our, our love and our, our respect and uh, sympathy to, to Joe, her husband, uh, who was just just like her, I think. Yeah, he, he would come to Danbury. He was always a friend. He'd always be with her at the table. Uh, quiet fellow, but always smiling. Oh, absolutely delightful. I, I did have a couple of chances to speak with him and Again, they they were just both charming and and open and um, yeah, uh, she will absolutely be missed and and he'll be missed too. Not not you know coming along to these events. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what are you working on while we have you? Oh well, um, speaking of encyclopedias, <laughs> yeah. I I'm actually um, in this upcoming year going to to take all of my UFO books on the Hudson Valley and combine them with the material I've collected the last couple of years into one comprehensive volume um, on the Hudson Valley UFOs and simultaneously uh, or, or soon after um, my 14 different um, ghost books of all my investigations I'm going to be combining those so I guess I'm getting to the point in life where I'm going to start consolidating and gathering my life's work into into single uh, comprehensive volume. I hear you there. That's what I've been trying to do, and I don't I don't like it because I've tried to forget a lot of it. But see, <laughs> you, you and I don't want to be uh, you know uh, mushy here or anything. But Linda, you, you remind us in many ways of, of Rosemary because of, of your, your uh, versatility, uh, your, your intellectual versatility and, and your, your interest in so many subjects. And we're going to have you back on the show very, uh, very soon. But um, uh, tell, tell people where they can find out more about you, your website, etc. 
first of all, that's one of the nicest compliments anyone's ever given me to be to, to be compared to Rosemary. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> well, we mean it. My website is go to zim dot com. That's G O T O Z I M, and uh, all the all the different things I'm working on are there. And uh, of course, all my books are on Amazon. They Excellent. Okay. There. So. Thank you again for um, giving me the opportunity to, to share some memories. And hopefully people who don't know about Rosemary will learn a lot today and um, check out her work. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Linda. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we have another caller. And I believe, and we'll get him on the air here, I believe we have um, Aurelio Maraca, who is uh our, uh, our very dear friend from the staff of the Danbury Public Library, which hosts the uh, Western Connecticut UFO Conference annually. And uh, uh, Aurelia, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Well, pretty fair. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, of course, as you know, we're talking about Rosemary today. And uh, did you have some thoughts to share? Oh, geez. Well, well uh, I'm trying to, you know, uh, gather some. But uh, one of the things that uh, always strikes me is, uh, every time I would go to like a bookstore, like Barnes and Noble and everything, I would always go over to the, you know, the supernatural or the cult section and everything, and I would see this, this, you know, all these books like the Encyclopedia of Ghosts, you know, so forth. Yeah. And it would always have Rosemary Allen Keeley on there, and I was like, wow, you know, this person's done a lot of work. And um, and I was, you know, trying to get you know some uh, some speakers, some presenters. To come to um, you know the Danbury Library, and uh, we always get like uh, um, those uh, emails from other uh, programmers at other libraries. And one of them said Rosemary Allen Guiley, who's a public author on you know, supernatural and ghosts, you know, paranormal phenomena. Um, she comes and she does like these great presentations. You should check her out. And that name sort of like you know stuck out. I'm like I I, I know her. And uh, I reached out to her, and she came, and she did a presentation at the Danbury Library uh, about um, the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of contacting uh, people uh, who have passed on. And uh, and I know it's kind of a touchy subject. Some people believe it. Some people don't. But I said, you know, over the phone, she's such a pleasant and warm person. I'm like, let's just have her come and... We had a, it was a packed house, and there was a lot of people who, you know, were, you know, touched by her presence and her, and giving, you know, uh, during the presentation, she gave them some sort of um, solace in the fact that they've had loved ones who have passed on, and when they left, they they actually took something with them that it's okay, they're, they're fine, don't worry about them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, that was something that always, you know, st- you know, struck me about her, that, you know, she gave comfort, you know, <laughs> to, to uh, you know, in, in her presence and her t- and, and, and talk. And she was always there, you know, whenever we needed her for, you know, uh, something, you know, she would always come at, you know, like, say, yeah, sure, I'll come and, you know, we'll, we'll do a talk. Yeah, absolutely. And she was always so, so compassionate. Now, r- remind me, she lived, uh, I always mix up New Fairfield and New Milford in that part, in your part of Connecticut. Now, she was from New Milford, I believe? 
No, she was uh, New Fairfield. No, oh, New Fairfield. See, there I go. I'm mixing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, New Fairfield. <laughs> and uh, although uh, you're uh, born in Florida, a, nat- a native of uh, and grew up in Washington State, she ended up uh, in our neighborhood in southern New England here. And uh, very, uh, it was it was really a blessing, maybe to the library, to have her so close by, mm-hmm. uh, in order well, to have these that's programs. Why, that's why. That's why it was like, yeah, I'm always here if you want me. Like I have books coming out. If you want me to come and talk about, you know, werewolves or UFOs, yep. ghosts, and everything, and I was just like, wow, what a great resource. And, you know, just hearing her passing is like such a, you know, a shock to me still, you know. And, uh, you know, you know, she was such a great reference, such a, um, a leader in this field. And uh, it's just a, a great loss for us. And I, I finally got to speak to her, uh, uh-huh. her husband this week and everything. And he saw the pictures of our UFO conference and everything. And he said um, he will... Uh, try to come next next time and everything. But, oh, know, excellent! That would be great. The, uh, the, um, the remembrance and you know uh, talk you know talking about her during the uh, uh, the conference last uh, Sunday. He uh, just wanted me to relate to you all that he appreciates it. Excellent. Well, really, it's time for our break. Thank you for calling in, Aurelia. We really appreciate your thoughts. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks a lot, Paul. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM, New England's rainy Blackstone River Valley, and our tribute to Rosemary Ellen Guiley and her amazing life today. We'll be right back. Did you know that in the 1960s, 92% of Americans listen to local radio every week? What do you think it is now? I bet it's a lot less. Would you believe that it's still 92%? Wait, you mean more people listen to radio than TV? Yes, more people use local radio every week than any other device. I know I listen. I just didn't realize that everyone else does too. 92% of Americans listen every week. You are right now. Thanks. You can depend on us for public service. Casey Kasem has unlocked the American Top 40 vaults and is replaying original shows from the 80s. This week, Casey takes you back to October 30th, 1982. That's when the stray cats were going to rock this town. Joe Jackson was stepping out. A flock of seagulls ran so far away, and Laura Branigan was calling Gloria. You'll hear those songs, all the top 40 hits, and the long-distance dedications from October 30th, 1982, right here on American Top 40, the 80s. Relive Casey Kasem's American Top 40, the 70s at 1 p.m. Saturdays, and the 80s at 1 p.m. Sundays, here on ONAM and FM. Local and live at 99.5 FM. And welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON, 12.40 a.m. and 99.5 FM, local and live on 99.5, I like that. And uh, today we are dedicating our show to a tribute to the memory of Rosemary Ellen Guiley, uh, whom we always refer to as the paranormal renaissance woman, because you could do just about anything uh, in this field. Um, and uh, Aurelio from the Danbury Library has uh, just called in, and he was right. You, know, you go to a major bookstore, and, uh, you know, there, you know, one or two books by a couple of people, including us, but Rosemary was like everywhere, uh, and, and, uh, su- such, uh, amazing, uh, writer and, and the versatility of the subject. I remember one incredible. of the major questions you'd always ask is, where do you find the time to write all these books? Yeah, I do, because I'm a professional, so, so was she. 
And uh, I just, because I have to write things that aren't about the paranormal just in order to make a living. That's true. You know, so, uh, that's, but I consider it one of my um, uh, tasks as, a, as a, one of my subject areas as a journalist of the paranormal, as, as did she. And we would, we would often talk about that, you know, and, uh, you know, so, how, you know, how you, but, but I agree with what she said when she was on our first show in 2010, that, uh, or her first appearance on our show in 2010, that, um, it was a, a natural progression from journalism into, uh, the paranormal subject matter because it takes investigation, it takes objectivity, it takes a certain amount of skepticism. And uh, a willingness to look at all sides. Something I don't, you know, I don't see a lot of in journalism today. But uh, writing about the paranormal at the, at the time uh, and the, the, the same uh, period, I guess we were in newspapers. Uh, Rosemary and I, we didn't know each other then, but uh, the principles were very strict uh, as far as uh, trying to be accurate and trying to do it right. Mm. So uh, let, let's give our number one more time for anyone else who'd like to call in uh, regarding any thoughts, even if you didn't know Rosemary and were influenced by her books. Uh, that, that we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's 401-766-1240 from anywhere. Uh, or you're welcome to send email, uh, to paul at behindtheparanormal.com, uh, which is, uh, something we're monitoring, trying to monitor, uh, Instagram and everything else too at this point. However, uh, call in if you'd like or, or send an email. I, I, there was a certain, as, I don't know, I, I, I have problems with people who, whom I may have known 40 and 50 years ago and whose opinions uh, on anything have not changed in all that time. To me, that's a little strange. Uh, Rosemary grew in her opinions about paranormal subjects. Uh, she didn't... Um, we, we still disagreed on, on most things, but uh, she, she came to appreciate the ideas uh, as we do, as we have uh, about... Uh, multiple dimensions as it's called or, or and or the multiverse and, and even maybe the holographic theory and she wasn't um didactic you know a word that means uh i'm right and you're wrong essentially or, or, or want, wanted to to teach uh using only her her opinion and uh, she didn't do that she was open-minded i think she was an example to all of us of that and she um we we realized that we that we are all learning and uh, she agreed with us, certainly, and I think she's the one I heard this from. There are no experts in this field, just people with very interesting opinions and inter- interesting theories. Mm. You know, um, One of her uh, subject areas uh, where, where we, we most disagreed was about Ouija boards. Oh, yes, I remember yeah. that discussion. And uh, she's one of the, the few uh, major headliners in the field who thought that, that it, it could work and it isn't necessarily negative if you have the right attitude and if you have the right approach um and we all always vehemently disagreed on that but uh as we know we always did respect her opinion and she had a number of i I think there are a number of people in this field then who have had experiences but aren't too anxious to talk about them because they, they don't want to undermine their credibility there are a number of people in the ufo field were thought of as as major headliners than they are, uh, but they've had experiences they don't like to talk about. Well, we we talked about this with um, I think it was Mike Stevens. Yeah, well, one of the last times from Seacoast Saucers of New England. Yeah. Yes, Good yes, one of the one of the one of the last last time the last time we, we we talked with him, he made a really interesting point that was, you know, people in in the field of the paranormal are either or well specifically ufology. You're either a researcher or an experiencer. You can't be both. 
hmm. which is kind of weird because you can be both. And I yeah, think, well, you and I are both both. Yeah, exactly. So, well, the the idea, it, well, I, I think he he pointed out uh, one of the major figures who had a lot of experiences, but then when asked, they said, "Oh, well, no, I'm I'm a researcher," and you yeah. know, kind of just stuck with that. Because so, I mean, there is there is sort of a degree of of credibility that that you know comes along with it but i think in this part of the country specifically as it's still kind of um stigmatized to talk about this stuff at least in any serious way like um you know everybody thinks of like salem right everyone thinks mm. of like you know the the sort of you know disnified versions of, <laughs> of the paranormal that have yeah. kind of taken place here with some of our compatriots in southern rhode island without naming any names right, 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 right. kind yeah, of you know yeah. making it goofy yeah and you know not not at all very serious especially you know in this part of, of the country mm-hmm. where now it's kind of like oh well you know it's just spooky stories and that's it but if you go anything beyond the spooky stories it's like oh that's i don't want to talk about that yeah well rosemary always came across and she was one of us here in new england she came across as very uh, scholarly, mm. and, and as Linda Linda Zimmerman suggested, her feet on the ground, and very uh, articulate. And uh, I, there's a certain I don't know what what you'd even call it, uh, je ne sais quoi, I suppose. About, <laughs> a about, certain I don't. Know. Yeah, about you know someone who who can who can strike that balance of uh, intelligence and. Uh, Yet dealing with a subject as bizarre as this can get, mm. and then having people take you seriously. Uh, she was taken seriously in the media. Uh, she was on TV a lot. You know, anybody who you know would turn on Discovery Channel or something, very often Rosemary would be there. Uh, coast to Coast AM, she was a regular, uh, the most listened to nighttime show in America. I think it is the most listened to and most syndicated show in America. I think it is. As yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, 500, 600 stations, and she, there she was. So it, it was, um, I think, a, a, a fine line to walk, but she, she walked and she did it well, and she never fell, mm. from what I could see. Uh, but her interest in uh, <clears throat> some things that we haven't even gotten into, and that's the gin, D-J-I-N-N. Here's uh, one of my favorite books of hers, uh, The Gin Connection, which is relatively recent. And the gin uh, is the word from which genius comes and the plural of genius is none other than genie technically speaking and uh, we've had lots of discussions about um, uh, you know as as we all grow up uh, you know the uh, aladdin and the lamp and all this business this all has to do with jinn uh, in the arab tradition and uh, she was particularly interested in that did a lot of research on it and we really hadn't done much so we'd love to have her on the show to talk about that because we didn't really know much about it and uh, people would say, well, the jinn, are they demons? You know, whatever that may mean. Uh, are they uh, this? Are they that? But uh, there would be, we'd often get out, uh, we'd often share reports, news reports from, uh, you know, the, the weird news sources that would come on, you know, Associated mm-hmm. Press sometimes does that. And then there would be people who had the sightings and experiences of the jinn, uh, particularly in the Middle East. But as she said in the introduction to the show, uh, that, that we did, that we played from 2010, she said the, the labels very often are arbitrary. Mm. And and we're, we're always saying this. 
and another point of agreement with with Rosemary that uh, people will have these experiences or they'll have these concepts and they'll stick labels on them that we can understand that might not necessarily correspond to the actual nature of the phenomenon. You know, mm-hmm. for example, um, you know, you see, we're always using this example. You see uh, uh, somebody who you went to their funeral ten years ago, and there they are, you know, skipping happily down the street one day. Uh, you know, it has to be a ghost. It has to be the remnant somehow of the person uh, and their personality, even though that's not really possible under the laws of physics. Yeah. But Rosemary was willing to look at other possibilities for that. I think she, her interpretation of the multiverse, as we call it, is very different uh, from ours. But uh, nevertheless, uh, it, she she really thought hard about these things. She um, Applied a vast intelligence that she had to to all these these points, and uh, we had some uh, some great discussions and, so, and some great shows shows because of it. Mm, yeah, it was it's an interesting topic, and I I I confess I I the only time I ever really sort of indulged in the gin mm. was that that. Uh, show with Rosemary. I, I haven't had a chance to really kind of delve more into. No, that I know. Um, I mean, her book is really good about it. If anything, uh, that just shows how how much research she does into everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything exactly. She yeah, did. yeah. And uh, another interesting point was haunted objects. Oh yes, people are very fascinated by that, and you, you do run into these things. The, uh, the uh, in Rhode Island uh, here in uh, Newport, particularly some of the mansions have these things. Particularly the, the haunted uh, suit of armor, things like this. Much has been made of that. And we, we kind of disagreed on that as well, mm-hmm. but I did. That, but I did write the forward to her book, uh, "Demon Haunted: True Stories from the John Zaffis Vault," uh, that Rosemary and John Zaffis collaborated on. And uh, I, I tried to write it so you know I, said, I don't really agree. I, I, I didn't say I, did, I disagreed with them. However, <laughs> I, I said, well, "What did I say?" I said that um, uh, <laughs> there are there are all sorts of explanations. Um, and uh, but I, I did so certainly. I mentioned there these two legendary researchers once again combined their considerable experience and talents to give us demon haunted true stories from the John Zaffis vault with jarring cases of negative entities. While there can be debate on just what the paranormal is all about, there is no doubt that negative entities exist, that they are hungry and hostile, and that they can somehow be bound to objects. Much the same applies to tragic events. This book will give you an eyeful. So you know, I meant that, yeah. but. Uh, our point of view was that, well for example um, I was on the tra- uh, did a travel channel thing uh, from Newport in 2002 and the producer was not pleased she wanted as it was you up would say spooky scary skeletons you know yep. uh, but I gave him the multiverse and consciousness waves and things of this kind and uh, she was not pleased and I, I, I was on I think I was in the whole show for about a minute because she didn't like what I was saying uh, they, they wanted the other thing, but Rosemary um, w- would speak her mind. Also, she didn't mind if the producer was upset. Mm. Uh, she did take a more traditional approach to what these things are, but nevertheless, uh, she was a, a person of great courage. But as she far was as open. Was she was open. Yeah, she was. O- that's that's the secret in this field. You have to be open-minded. Um, we're Ironic- always saying, ironically, <laughs> ironically, yeah. Well, well, some would say we're not very open-minded. 
Well, we're always saying we could be wrong. That's true. Uh, yeah. we, forever in lectures, we're saying that. I mean, we're, we change our opinions. We change our opinions. Yeah, when, when you have better information, you change your opinions. We you do. grow. <laughs> yeah. I, like, like, uh, we're looking very uh, closely now, and we're, we always talk about the Bouger anomaly. Mm. And I did not have a chance to talk to Rosemary about this uh, before she left us, but uh, that I think she would have been very interested in that, the, the uh, uh, geotechnic phenomenon that is well known to science. Uh, and we bring it up because it, it's a gravity anomaly. It, and it, somehow it's always at the center of these flap areas. There was really someone who talked about it before, too, and we had him on In our the show. context of the paranormal? Yeah. 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 Uh, it'll come to me eventually. I'll, I don't I'll bring that. it up. But I, I remember because I thought the guy was a little... Uh, but well, I have done over 850 shows. So that's I, true. I, I, it'll, it'll doesn't necessarily to rush to, to the memory. It'll, it'll come back to me. Okay. Yeah, the, brain, the brain's always working. It's there. So. Yeah, well, let me know. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, so... Anyway, but but uh, I think she would have been very interested in that. Uh, she was extremely interested in the physics of all this as well, and uh, and, and her uh, expertise again reached into the UFO field. And again, uh, the labels we put on things, uh, and she would say we consider them different phenomena, but but we they may be the same phenomena, but we, but we put labels on them. And one of her interests too, uh, which is reflected by her interest in the jinn, was the cultural implications of paranormal experiences. You know, do people of different cultures experience the paranormal in the same way or in different ways. And we had a fascinating discussion one time about uh, particularly the Irish, you know, the Irish Sea uh, banshees, things like this, mm. uh, which is uh, n- not particularly common among others. Uh, other cultures will see uh, fairies, including the Irish, and, and uh, there are some presence of that in Asia as well. Uh, I ran into them in Puerto Rico, uh, which is, does not really have a, a strong fairy tradition, but she was interested in all this stuff, uh, from fairies to UFOs to, you know, it could uh, uh, the, the so-called fairy phenomenon be an alien thing uh, or vice versa. And she was interested in our idea that uh, the uh, all phenomena, I suppose, that you could associate with uh, a demo- so-called demonic phenomena might actually be alien uh, in a broad sense of the term. So she was open and interested in just about just about everything. Um, now, I believe that her website is still up, visionaryliving.com, and uh, I'm not sure what the future of her company will be. I have not. I, I know some of her, uh, we know some of her authors, uh, but we hope that it, someone will, will continue this. And because um, she, she published a fiction as well. And this is one of the things, is the last time she co-hosted our show, uh, again, it was a, it was about 10 months ago was the last time she was on with us. We uh, will very, she kind of talked us into considering uh, fiction as a, a way to convey legitimate information that ordinarily would be conveyed in nonfiction. And she made the, the very good point that people will often read fiction who won't pick up a book, say, by you and me, Ben. Mm. You know, or, or one of her her books on the gin, but they will pick up a good novel, and there may be uh, paranormal uh, information or principles or opinions expressed in that book that they wouldn't get it get otherwise. And everybody has their own stories. Everybody's interested in the paranormal one way or another. So I think that that uh, was another one of her great points when we um, uh, had that particular uh, show with her. It was uh, with Dinah Roseberry, who is. Uh, friend of ours in, in another realm and uh, she had written a, a, a book about uh, a paranormal romance situation that involved multiversal uh, ideas as well and it would sound very interesting I haven't seen it yet the book but uh, we had uh, some great discussions on that with Rosemary and with um, 
the uh, author as well. So, um, the idea that um, personal points uh, can also be important here. Uh, Rosemary loved traveling uh, throughout the U.S., U.K., and Europe, uh, and uh, she was known in just about everywhere around the world uh, through her work. Um, in fact, her, her work kept her on the road much of the year. Uh, she always looked forward to returning home to uh, uh, New Fairfield, Connecticut, and maintained a vigorous exercise regimen, which included, um, I guess, apparently she, was, she did weight training classes at a local gym, and she just did not look her age. I mean, she's older even than me. But um, her husband, uh, Joe Redmiles of, of uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, whom we also enjoy seeing in Danbury, uh, has our... You know, our, our just our undying love and sympathy. He was just a wonderful, per- particular person uh, to get to know, and um, they, they were just wonderful together. Uh, and if anyone would like to uh, view photos and sign a guest book uh, in uh, the memory of Rosemary Ellen Guiley, uh, there is a website here, AcaciaFuneralHome.com. Acacia like the tree, A C A C I A. FuneralHome.com, and uh, you can uh, render a little bit of a tribute there as well. So. Okay, I think we, um, any other thoughts, Ben, before we kind of move on here? You know, I, I suppose I've, I've got, I've got something I've got cook, cooking up on the, on the back burner. Um, I, I think out of everybody we've had on the show, Rosemary being in sort of the, the paranormal camp is probably the only person that we've had back multiple times. Yes, in 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 that in like sort of our our realm that we that we started out in, everybody else we kind of just were like, eh, you know, we have them on. They, they say their piece, but Rosemary always had something something different to say every new, time, new and different, and, and and worth listening to. Yeah, and yeah. it was and it was always really well thought out, and you know, I don't think I was ever disappointed having her on the show because it was always something new and it was always something different yeah because we feel obligated now and then to have you know somebody from the, you know, the ghost hunter realm on the show and uh, but i mean we discourage hobbyist ghost hunting quote unquote we don't think they know really what what they're they're getting into and uh but we do cover the subject now and then but rosemary was way beyond this As a matter of fact you know i kind of thought of her uh, as the Stanton Friedman of kind of uh, on the other side of the, of, of the paranormal, uh, you know, world yeah, from the that. UFOs, because uh, Stanton was pretty much uh, just UFOs. A brilliant mind, a real scientist, and uh, we lost him earlier this year as well. Mm. Uh, also, a great friend of the show uh, who wrote a forward for one of our books. Uh, and remember, Rosemary was going to write the forward for my next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or our next one, rather, which is going to be, is going to be on UFOs. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, we're not we're not going to be able to have that honor at this point. So, uh, but I always thought of her as kind of a Stanton Friedman. Um, Stanton Friedman, of course, for anybody who doesn't know, being sort of the grandfather of modern ufology, a uh, nuclear physicist who was uh, present at many conferences and on TV all the time. Um, 84 years old, uh, translated uh, earlier this year, uh, much to the sadness of, of all of us, who, especially those who knew him. But Rosemary was kind of the same, um, had the same tenaciousness and had the same uh, intellectual grasp of things that, that Stanton did, you know. So um, certainly to be sorely missed. And again, I'll give you the uh, the websites again. Uh, VisionaryLiving.com was her company site and all sorts of information there. As I say, I don't know what the status of the company is at this point. And also AcaciaFuneralHome.com, uh, A-C-A-C-I-A, 
funeralhome.com uh, to see photos and to uh, to leave uh, uh, thoughts uh, and uh, memorial uh, statements uh, in honor of uh, Rosemary. So, okay, so we will um, again uh, leave uh, that subject with great love and respect, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll always we'll always remember her and always talk about her. Yes, uh, very much so. So, okay, so um, we have a number of other things to get through here. Um, we had, I guess, a bit of a celebratory breakfast. Uh, you, you and mom, and, and your wife, and your brother, and I, uh, sort of, because it was a, a grueling lecture season. Oh yeah. Um, we uh, were on the road like all the time for the last couple of months, especially because my new book had come out, and that, of course, you have to do that. The, you know, when a book is published, the real work begins after it starts. That's something <laughs> you know, after it's, it, it, it's published. Okay. Rosemary would be 100 percent in agreement with that. Uh, because she wrote a lot more books than, than you and I have. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it was just, uh, she was on the road like all the time. So, um, we, uh, will be doing, however, and I don't know if you know about this, Ben, but you're invited, um, an informal setting, uh, we're gonna be uh, presenting at the, uh, Massachusetts MUFON, M- MUFON being the Mutual UFO Network, great organization. Uh, there's gonna be a meeting in Norton, Mass next Saturday, is November 2nd. I don't know exactly when, um, if that is open to the public, I know it's in, in a private home. So, uh, just letting you know that we're we're going to be doing that. So, uh, on this past Wednesday, October twenty third, uh, Ben and I presented at uh, a program at uh, Mount Hope Farm in Bristol, Rhode Island, and we thank Dr. Ed Inachilli, an old friend of ours, and the board for their great hospitality. We had a re- really wonderful crowd, lovely, lovely venue. Uh, if you do live in southern New England, try to get out there sometime. They have, they have a gift shop, and you can visit the farm, uh, and it's very historic. Just a lovely, lovely location, Bristol, Rhode Island, uh, on Route 138. So check that out. Um, the next day, uh, I presented before a great audience at the Tewksbury, Massachusetts Public Library at their Fright Night program. And, um, as a matter of fact, I asked, uh, Robert Hayes there, the library fellow, I said, you know, are there going to be children at this? Because there are some, really scary things in the new book i could be saying oh be as scary as you can be so but someone always brings kids for what <laughs> no they, they didn't there were uh there were some younger people but they weren't children well, that's good so i kind of let let loose and the place was full and um it was it was really very interesting hmm. uh nobody screamed and ran out of the room or anything but well, that's good um anyway, but thanks to robert and the staff and a really great audience there and we'll see you at the New England Parafest in Kittery, Maine, in April. Ah, uh, yes. And I've also been, I, I've also been scheduled, you, you too, if you want, uh, they're already scheduling it to 2021 for, for, uh, Philad- in Philadelphia for Mainline MUFON. Oh. Uh, Jennifer Stein's group. And, uh, I've, I've already, I've spoken there a few years ago. And it's a wonderful, wonderful group. The huge auditorium and it's full. That's Philadelphia, uh, area MUFON. So it's, uh, it's great. So, uh, Put it on your calendar for 2021. Oh, yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be right there. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> so, anyway, we get, uh, a lot of things coming up. But the New England Parafest in Kittery, Maine uh, will be in April. Our good friend uh, Tom Spitaleri is uh, organizing that. We've been there before. And it's a wonderful event uh, at the Kittery uh, Community Center. Beautiful venue. Indeed. So don't forget to check out our books. That includes Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, and Behind the Paranormal 2, Bigfoot, Mothman, and Monsters You've Never Heard Of. Uh, and now, Dancing Past the Graveyard, Poltergeists, Parale- Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God. Uh, they're available from online retailers and in some stores, but for autographed copies, 
please visit the online bookstore at BehindTheParanormal.com. Now, also at BehindTheParanormal.com, you can find out more about the show, our many cases over the years, our public appearances, and how to book us, along with some of our uh, 850 free recorded shows once they've all been restored. Now, uh, there was a story there for those who listen, you know, already know about this, but we've have a constant attacks on that website, and the shows keep disappearing. However, our workaround has been to put them up on various podcast platforms, including Apple iTunes and all the major well, yeah, if you ones. you multiply stuff, it's kind of harder to take it down. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. So it's out there everywhere now, but we've only gotten back to about 2011 in uploading the shows. We're working on it. We will get back to 20. There are selected shows, such as our Rendlesham Forest series from 2010 to 2011 that are there. But you might have to do some scrolling, but there are about 550 shows uh, up there and we're going to get all 800 going uh, up there as soon as we as we can but it's really time consuming so we are on uh, YouTube uh, iTunes the Paranormal Radio app and all those good things so you can find us pretty much anywhere and uh, give us a listen yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are links to several charities uh, at the BehindTheParanormal.com site that we've adopted on the show, and this includes USACares.org, uh, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, Helping Haiti's Orphans, Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles, and Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, and the Sisterhood of Ground Zero. We know all these people. We're very careful when we before we back a charity. And uh, these people uh, are really great. They're dedicated, and the money goes where it should go, uh, not just to administration, some huge organization. So, Ben, what do we have for next week? So, next Sunday, November 3rd, uh, we'll welcome scuba diver and UFO researcher uh, Debbie Ziegelmeyer. Ziegelmeyer. There yeah. we go. Hey, yeah. first try. Uh, for <laughs> what, what's bound to be an amazing discussion on diving under uh, underwater with UFOs and USOs, which I actually don't think we've ever ever really done a show. I don't on. think we have either. We've we've mentioned it mostly mostly yeah. the Shag Harbor stuff, but it, right, uh, right. other than that, we've never really yeah. delved deeply into it. Pardon the pun. Yeah, uh, unidentified uh, submerged objects is what USO stands for, and uh, that's. Really, we have we've kind of neglected that subject. But Debbie, uh, as a diver, particularly, and as a member of the board of the um, the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial and Extraordinary Experiences, uh, is really well placed to speak on that subject. Yeah, and there, I think the the interesting thing about it is we know. I always like to point this out that there that we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about our own oceans. That's right. Which, which is like seventy five percent of the planet is ocean. <laughs> so well, yeah, there were more than that actually. Oh yeah. But uh, so we're looking forward to that. So that'll be next week, uh, November third, uh, uh, here on W O N twelve forty A M and ninety nine five F M, on twelve noon Eastern two one. So we'll leave you this afternoon with a thought from the great New England poet Emily Dickinson. To live is so startling, it leaves little time for anything else. I like that. (laughs) It's not exactly roomy, but nevertheless. Uh, Anyway, I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you behind the paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of... Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.